Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Science of Yes with your hostess, Pam Heath, the Yes Coach. Each week, Pam will speak about the energy of yes and how you can use it to create an extraordinary, prosperous life that you will absolutely love. Pam has spent a lifetime creating and leading transformational programs and is passionate about making abundance available for everyone through the power of yes. Callers are welcome, and we invite you to like Pam's show before leaving the program. So, open your mind and open your heart and be ready to receive what is possible for your friend, the Yes Coach. Hi, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us here today. We are here every Thursday evening, um, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are leveraging and understanding the power of the energy of yes to have the life of our dreams unfold. My name is Pam Heath, and I am the Yes Coach, and I live in the world of yes. And my intention is that I want to give you access to that world. It's extraordinary hanging out over here. And I'm inviting you to come play with me in the energy of yes. I call myself the Yes Coach, and I call my process the science of yes. So first of all, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be here. Those of you who are listening to my show and who join me every week here on Blog Talk Radio. And I'm also, um, I've opened up the, the show to Clubhouse. So I have a room open in Clubhouse for people who want to hear about the science of yes. We have the very beautiful and wonderful Van D in the room here in Clubhouse. So while I'm talking, if you have any questions or if there's anything you want to do, feel free to to reach out. I do answer questions. I do do coaching. I'm not a psychic or a medium, so I don't channel any spirits. But what I do do is I, I take what you say and I take what you're struggling with and I filter it through the the energy of yes and we look to see what we can provide. So just a little bit about me and, you know, what I'm, who I am and what I'm up to and what my credentials are. So I live in Southern California and I have one adult son. He's in his 30s and he's an aspiring music producer. And uh, what I do for a living while I'm a yes coach, and that's pretty much what I do. And that may cause you to have some questions about that, like what is a yes coach and what is yes coaching? And, you know, I'll get to that. That's what this is all about. It's about that whole yes, you know, um, world. But I want to talk a little bit about my background so you can kind of get some insight into who I am and why my message to the world is yes. So I have an interesting background. I did go to college, but I didn't pursue a career in what I studied. And what I studied was broadcast journalism because I had it in mind to become a newscaster, but I was completely disillusioned by that world. You know, by the time I'd interned and and worked on work-study programs in that industry on radio, on television, I just found that, you know, reporting the news was boring. So much of reporting the news at that time, and I don't know if it's still that way today, it reminded me of that Don Henley song, Dirty Laundry. If you don't know that song, if you're not familiar with it, uh, I Google the lyrics, first of all, because it talks very much about um, the medium of uh, broadcast news. And for me, it was just a downer. That industry was all about, you know, um, dog eat dog. And I ended up not going into that career. So I spent 27 years in the legal industry. 
as a legal administrator at first and then as an operations manager and then finally as a human resource expert. Now, inside of all of that, it became clear to me that I had this unique take on things, very different from most people who are in that um, career choice. And um, people came to me for empowerment and enlightenment. And um, it was very woo-woo. And I was in a corporate structure where everything was very, you know, uh, serious and corporate. And I, here I was, Miss Woo-woo, right? So eventually I realized that I could lever, leverage all this diverse experience that I have and all this expertise. And I began my own consulting company. And I developed a technique that I called Yes Coaching. And based on the principle that anything is possible, if you're willing to say yes, then Yes Coaching has now evolved into the science of yes. And I provide the strategy, the coaching, and the support for life fueled by your unending passion. So by being a yes, you expand your capacity to have anything you're willing to say yes to. And when I say yes, okay, I'm just not talking about the word, like semantics. The word is not some musical, magical, you know, Buddhist mantra. And I'm not just talking about positive thinking either. What I'm speaking of is a mindset and how you live your life and who you be and the actions you take inside of that. That's right, okay? So there's who you are in life. And then there's who you be in life. So what I'm teaching has everything to do with who you be and what you do as you're being that. So if you who you be in life is yes, and what you do is sourced by yes, then what you get is a life that's fueled by your power, your passion, and your fun. And that's all there is to it. It really is simple. It's not complicated at all. As a matter of fact, in life, we humans are the ones who complicate things. Life is amazingly simple. So the science of yes is a very simple way to go about living your life to enhance what you already are up to. And I'm taking some liberty here because I'm relying on a couple of things. So first of all, I'm taking it on faith that you want to take on your life in this manner, that you want the yes, I can attitude and you want to take the steps to live the life of your dreams, more smiles, more joy, more happiness. You're on the hunt for the pathway to the good life, the happy, satisfied, fulfilled life. That's you, right? Right? Well, let's find out. So why do I call my process a science? So first of all, in order for me to answer that question, I've got to read the definition of the word science, and it's a mouthful. So let me tell you, there's not going to be a test afterwards, so don't worry. So the definition of the word science is this, the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. I told you it was a mouthful. I'm going to say it again just so you can hear it and just listen to it. The intellectual, this is the definition of science, the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. Okay, so now what you want to get clear about is that whatever it is that you want in life, whatever it is you're striving to achieve, that you do it through observation and experiment. 
that you take actions to achieve your goals, and then you look to see what worked, what didn't work, what do you need to tweak, what are you going to do next. Doing what you've always wanted to do in life, you take charge, and you make things happen, and it just takes place. You don't have to worry about obstacles because obstacles are a part of life. Obstacles were not designed in the design of the grand scheme. They're not designed to stop you. They're just designed to help you grow. So when something happens that you didn't expect, listen for what needs to take place to have you keep moving forward and keep the momentum going, and you will get where it is that you're headed. Down the whole way, I promise it will happen every single time. So what you learn by simply being a yes, you expand your capacity to have anything you are willing to say yes to. And so when I say yes, I'm not talking about semantics or simply the word yes. And I'm not talking about positive thinking. This is a mindset that I'm talking about. So I asked earlier, what is yes coaching? So yes coaching, I teach my clients um, how to go about their goals in life. And I give them structures designed in, yes, this shall be. This is going to happen. And you don't, you don't entertain any thought that it won't. And I know that there are people who have people in their lives that are naysayers, that are, they poo-poo them and tell them, no, it's not going to go down. You're too young. You're too old. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too tall. You're too short. There's, it's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen for you. Here's what I have to say to that. Leave those people alone. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're a spouse. I don't care if they're siblings. I don't care who they are. If you want something, you can have it. It kind of reminds me, just so you know this little thing about me. So I use movies and musicals, you know, analogies to help prove points that I'm making. So I'm going to use a uh, movie analogy right now. It's my favorite movie on the planet Earth. It's an animated film, which now you're starting to learn. I'm just a big kid at heart. I'll be 65 this year. The movie is called Aladdin. And I realize that there's a live action version out now that stars Will Smith. But I'm referring to the animated version where Robin Williams was the voice of the genie. And um, the thing that was so interesting is that um, Aladdin... When he went in the cave and he found the lamp and he rubbed it for the first time and the genie pops out, the voice of Robin Williams. And um, Aladdin's confused when the genie says, hey, you know, now because you rub that lamp, you get three wishes. Anything you want, anything you can imagine having, I'm going to give it to you right now. And Aladdin was like, well, what do you mean? What, huh, what? And so the genie sings this song to him. And I'm going to use that song to emphasize the, the energy of yes. The name of the song that he sings, if you haven't seen that, that film, then it's worth streaming. But it's called You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me. And I'm going to read you some of the lyrics, not all the lyrics. I'm not going to burst into song because I know some people would run screaming from the room. But I'm just going to read you the lyrics because the lyrics of this song is what I say the energy of yes is. You ain't never had a friend like me. You've got some power in your corner now some heavy ammunition in your camp. You've got some punch, pizzazz, yahoo, and how. See, all you got to do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Aladdin, sir, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order. Jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. Life is your restaurant, and I'm your maitre d'. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. 
Yes, sir, we pride ourselves on service. You're the boss, the king, the shah. Say what you wish. It's yours. True dish. How about a little more baklava? Have some from column A. Try all of column B. I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. Now, when you hear those lyrics, okay, consider for a moment the words of that song. And I'd like you to consider that that song is being sung to you right now by the universe. Life is your restaurant, and I'm your maitre d'. I say the universe sings that song to you every morning when you wake up. You ain't never had a friend like me. What would you like? See, the whole point is, what do you want? Anything you want for your life is available. Anything you want. So I'm just going to ask if there's anything that you hear in what I'm saying. If there's anybody either um, that's listening to me on the podcast or listening to me in Clubhouse want to ask me anything about what I've said so far. I just want to say how much I love applying that song to what we want in life. Like, I don't know, I just felt like an aha moment when you shared that of, you know, anything we want. And we've got the power in our corner if we are going to, you know, whisper and say what we got to speak what we want, though. That was what really triggered it. And I love Disney movies. So that's one of my favorite songs. Ever. I know, me too. And the way Robin Williams sings it is what really brings it home for me because the reality is is that he's trying to get you to get that you have to let your imagination run wild because you, anything that pops out of your mouth right now, I'm about to grant for you. And we don't operate like that on that level, but we could because the universe has so many channels to bring you something. I mean, I'm like, no kidding. You can't even imagine. As a matter of fact, I don't recommend you try to imagine because we, we personally, we human beings have a lid on what we allow ourselves to dream. We think, well, I can't have that because it's beyond me. You know, no matter what it is you think that is in the way, whatever obstacle is stopping you from having that thing, that's your lid. That's not the universe's lid. The universe can give you anything you want. So, you know, Part of what I teach my clients, because I'm a master manifester, and I live inside the law of attraction. And you might recognize elements of the law of attraction when I'm speaking about the science of yes. I'm a strong believer in and practitioner of the law of attraction. And, you know, in case you're not familiar with the law of attraction, because I, when I was younger, um, uh, a film came out called The Secret. And uh, it explained the law of attraction, but there was a lot missing in that film. And a lot of people kind of got a sense that it was almost like magic, that you wish for something and it comes true. And that's not the law of attraction. The law of attraction is the belief that by focusing on positive or negative thoughts, a person brings positive or negative experiences into their life. It is the attractive magnetic power of the universe that draws all these energies together to fulfill on what it is that you're manifesting for yourself. And whether you believe in them or not, universal laws operate on a certain level and you and everyone else live their life by these confines. So in other words, the universe has many laws, laws that you and I, we live inside the confines of these laws. We can't see, smell, 
or touch these laws. But everything we do is based inside the boundaries of these laws. The universe has a, a bunch of them. I'll talk about a couple of them. You'll recognize them when I say them. They're universal laws. One of the universal laws that we live in our life inside of is gravity. You and I both know that you cannot go to the top of the building, wherever you are right now, and jump and not go down. What comes up must come down because gravity pulls you back to the center of the earth. And it lives there whether you believe in it or not. Gravity exists. You can't see it, touch it, or smell it. But it is there and you are bound by its confines. So unless you're in an airplane or in some kind of contraption that's pushing or pulling against gravity, taking you up, you're going down. And that's just the way a TI is. And it's a law of the universe. There's another law of the universe that all of us experience, at least all of us that had bicycles when we were young. Because when you ride a bicycle for the first time, you interact with a law of the universe called balance. When you have balance, you get on that bike and you go to town, and you can ride her on like a like you know Tony Hawk, okay? But if you don't get balance, if you don't fully experience it in your body, you're falling off that bike or those skates or whatever it is you're trying to do that requires balance. It's a law. You can't see it, touch it, or feel it, but you live your life inside its confines. The law of attraction is a law of the universe, and it, your experience of it cannot be explained. You can't see it, feel it, or smell it. It's not tangible, but it's there. That's a universal law that we all can learn and leverage, but unfortunately, most of us don't because there's a lot of naysayers or skeptical people that want proof that it exists. We can't prove it. I can't prove to you that gravity exists. I can just show you that what goes up must come down, and I can show you that if you're not balanced, you're going to fall down. I can show you, I really can, that what you want, you can have, but I can't prove it. If you won't play inside the confines of the law of attraction, you cannot manifest to your heart's content. That law was designed for you to have. And the key then what you want, what you're committed to. And then here's the key. This is the thing that was missing in the movie, and it's missing for most people who interact with the law of attraction. You must take actions that correlate to that commitment, and then you will produce the result at hand every single time, no matter what. If you're committed, design the structures that give you the actions that correlate to that commitment Bada bing, bada boom, you got what you want. So you just have a desire and a willingness to take it on. And most critically, you have to be open to take on those actions. Like in other words, you're not in the background disbelieving it, but you're in the foreground and in the, every part of your being, you know you can have this thing. Take the actions, go towards it, and you will get it every single time. So I'm here to give that away. I'm here to pay it forward. I'm here to have you take on what it takes to achieve success and how no matter where you are in your life, I don't care where you are, up, down, you know, medium, you can achieve outrageous fortune. Success 
is realized by anyone who is first willing to define it and then go after it. It doesn't have have to be this elusive thing that you wish for and wonder that if you can experience it one of these days. It's something you can live into today. You can live the dream today. You just have to decide right now to be yes. And then what you need is you need the actions to go after that thing you want. And the actions, I mean, every day. If you want a new boyfriend, he's not going to drop into your living room like a Navy SEAL, okay? You have to get out there in the world. You have to get on your computer and meet them. You have to take actions. Take actions. And by the way, when you take actions, they do show up because you're out there creating the context for them to show up. Does that make sense? That was a question. It's not TV. I'm actually here, and you have to talk to me for me to hear your question, your answer. Absolutely. So some people say that life is like a bowl of chocolate. I say that life is like a baseball game. Life is the pitcher, and you are at bat. So life pitches, and you try to hit the ball, and that's what life looks like. And life pretty much throws all kinds of pitches at you, curveballs and fastballs and just ball after ball after ball, and you swing away. And you don't have much to say about what life pitches at you, but you have everything to say about how you react to the balls that life pitches at you. So are you going to be a yes? Are you going to be a no? And that's what this is all about. Say yes. It's not complicated at all. Just say yes, say yes to power, say yes to risk, say yes to magic and fun. If life is a mystery, the solution is to say yes. If life seems elusive to you and you don't know what to do or what next step to say, to say yes. This is the access to eternal youth. And you can put a stop to any conversation that you can't do something or you can't have something or you can't see something in your life or your future. Because you can have anything you want, just say yes. So first off, um, I want to distinguish for you that I don't mean for you to eliminate the word no from your vocabulary. There's a lot of things that it's appropriate to say no to in life. The word no is not a bad word, and the word yes is not a good word. So I'm not talking about semantics. I'm telling you to say yes, but even though I'm saying that, I'm not referring to words and speaking. I'm referring to who you are and who you're being and what you're doing while you're being that. So I'm going to support you and empower you to have anything you want out of life. And you are going to say to me, yes, Pam, I can have anything I want. And that's the game we're playing. So when you start to craft this life, the life of your dreams, you're going to start to remold your your experience and your um, take on life. Be one of a positive mindset, not positive thinking. That's Positive thinking is one thing, but a mindset is actually a very active way you have on working on yourself, being somebody who's open to receive. I have, you know, my favorite celebrity, Yoda. He says, do not, he says, do or do not. There is no try. So just go for what you want and say yes. Now, I could tell you, I could say, um, you know, say no. Say no to stress. Say no to stress-caused illnesses. 
Say no to unemployment and being a victim to your circumstances. Say no to emotional abuse and toxic relationships. I could tell you to say no, and I could call my process the science of no or the things to say no to, but I'm not going to do that, and I'm going to tell you why. One of the biggest lessons I teach all my clients is to not affirm with your speaking that which you do not want. For instance, you don't go to a restaurant and sit down and pick up the menu and say, well, first off, I don't want pancakes. So please don't serve me pancakes. I hate pancakes. No pancakes for me. Now, you wouldn't do that, right? You wouldn't do that? Or you wouldn't walk into a a store and call the salesperson over and say, listen, don't show me any clothes that are red with black polka dots because I don't like red with black polka dots. I hate them. I don't particularly like blue with white polka dots either. Actually, you know what? I don't like polka dots. So I don't want you to show me any clothes with polka dots. So don't do it. I don't like that. Now, you wouldn't do that, would you? I mean, I hope not. Yet every day, that's as absurd as those examples sound. It sounds like, Pam, don't go overboard. Of course, I won't go in a store and say that. And of course, I won't go in a restaurant and say that. But here's the thing. You and I and human beings, we talk all the time about what we don't want. Well, here's what I don't want. I don't want you to do this, and I don't want her to do that, and I don't like this, and I don't want that, and we spend a lot of time talking about what we don't want. I'd like you to consider that when you say out loud the things that you don't want in your life, you're bringing attention to what you don't want, and you're bringing energy to it with your speaking. So my first lessons when I start teaching my coaching clients is to be careful what words walk out of your mouth because the universe is listening. And the universe is somewhat of a practical joker. And the universe doesn't understand the word no. So if you say, I don't want rain, what the universe hears is, oh, you want it to rain right now. Here you go. Coming right up. Or you say, I want to really be on time tomorrow. And the universe hears, oh, so you want to be on time, so I'll make sure that everything lines up so you're on time. But if you say, I don't want to be late, the universe says, oh, you want to be late. Let me serve up a a flat tire. The universe is operating from what you say. Whether you say no or yes, it only hears what you want. So be careful. Be careful speaking into existence that which you do not want. Don't do it. Just don't do it. If you don't want it, dismiss. There's no need to even bring energy to it. It's not too late. If you're operating from a different standpoint, I don't care how old you are, it's never too late. There's a wonderful piece of Chinese wisdom. It asks the question, when is the best time to plant a tree? Well, the answer is 20 years ago. But the next best time is right now. So it's not too late just because You know, you haven't done it yet or you haven't been living your life like that. I'm convinced that timing is always perfect and everything happens for a reason. So if you're listening to me now, your timing is dead on. So the science of yes is all about inquiring into what you want in life. During um, 2020, during the height of the pandemic lockdown, I wrote a book called Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams. 
I tell a lot more of my story and how to break down your life inside the energy of yes. And, you know, I'm going to read an expert excerpt out of my book tonight if I have time, because I really break it down. I actually break your life down into seven very specific areas and tell you how to bring the energy of yes to those areas. The book is called Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams by Pamela Heath, the Yes Coach on Amazon. And um, you can go and purchase it if you buy the e-version of it and download it and read it and write a review for me. Then, you know, write me an email. You can reach me at Pam Heath, my name, Pam Heath, at yescoach, the number four, the letter U, dot com. That's Pam Heath at yescoach4u.com. Write to me and tell me that you bought the ebook on Amazon of my book, Say Yes, and send me your address, your mailing address. I will mail to you a hard copy of my book, autographed by me. Then when I'm on Oprah and everybody knows who I am, I can, you know, mention that I sent you that book because you're so great. So take that on and help me get my book to bestseller. The name of the book, again, is Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Genes. And in there, I break down a lot of how you bring yes to very specific areas of your life to help you create a positive, powerful mindset, to improve your performance, to help you be more productive, to face whatever it is you're dealing with in life with the energy of yes. And um, listen, you know, it's not easy. You know, we've got this pandemic going on here, and there's politics that's got us going crazy, and you know, there's a lot going on. It doesn't mean you can't have everything you want. And it doesn't mean you can't generate past whatever obstacles, you know, life is flinging at you. You can still hit the ball. You know, I, I consider it a privilege that I get to coach people and help them get access to their power and to have the life of their dreams. And the thing I get asked the most about when I when I lead workshops or I give seminars about the science of yes is people ask me, well, what about no? Shouldn't I say no to something? Am I supposed to say yes to everything? And look, I'm going to tell you, having a positive attitude about everything does help. In the long run, it makes things a little easier in life. But this is not about you feeling good about certain situations or speaking the word yes out loud, like a Buddhist mantra, like it has magic just in the speaking. I keep saying it over and over again, and I'm going to keep saying it over again. It's not semantics. It's not the word yes. Yes is active. It's about taking yes actions. It's about doing what it is towards a goal so you can have the life of your dreams. And you don't ask yourself when you create that goal, you create that dream. You don't say to yourself, how do I feel about it? You ask yourself, what do I do about it? It is action-oriented. And even though by nature I'm a glasses half full kind of gal, I am optimistic. I admit it. I'm not saying that you have to be. You don't. All you have to have is hope. If you take on your life inside yes with high hopes, you can be just like, you know, there was a song when I was younger, I think Frank Sinatra sang it, it was called High Hope. And it was about an ant who needed to move a rubber tree plant, which is gigantic compared to his small size. But he's determined. And oops, there goes another rubber tree plant because he took it on. And he got it done because he said, I'm going to do this. And despite the fact that he's just this little bitty little ant and this big, huge plant, he picked it up and he moved it to where he needed it to get to. And that's what High Hopes is about. And you can create miracles inside of High Hopes. It takes work, though. It's not going to happen like magic. 
You got to roll up your sleeves and you got to get down to business. Be productive. Be action-oriented. Structure yourself, not sitting on the couch imagining or fantasizing about the thing that you want, getting out there in the world and going for it, full tilt boogie. I'm on here on my podcast. I'm on Clubhouse. I write. I wrote my book. I, I do whatever I can to get the word out. I want to be someone who makes a difference in how people set out to achieve their goals. I want to make sure that people know that no matter what, you may not be in the 1%, my dear, but you can have anything you want. If you want to be in the 1%, there's a very specific way you can go about doing it. But it doesn't have to be the way Donald Trump did it. You know, so that's pretty, pretty much what I'm here for. I'm here to help you seek out and figure out what it is you want in life, what it is you want to attain in life. What do you want to develop yourself to? When something doesn't go your way or you're disappointed or unseated, how do you get back in the saddle? Surround yourself with positive people. If the people in your life are naysayers who berate you and tell you you won't amount to much, then you've got some serious work to do to get more positive people in your life. They are out there. Find them. Like-minded individuals who believe in you and will support and empower you when you need it the most. It's been my experience that People who are engaged in life, people who are making things happen, who like your work, who have a hobby that excites them, they have a more positive outlook on life. So the question is, who do you know who is engaged with life on that level? And then the next question is, which will lead to an action that you can take, how can you meet them? All it takes is connecting with one positive person. And when you find him or her, I promise there will be other positive people nearby. There's no pond that only has one fish. So you can look for people with similar interests to yours. Go on networking, social media events. Go, go and find people who are up to what you're up to. You know, go find people who empower you. It's not complicated. Stay away from people who don't empower you. I don't care who they are. You're your siblings, you know, you love them to death, but you don't want to be around their misery. You know, I want you to know I'm not perfect. I'm not sitting here like on Mount Olympus telling you how to get up here. I've been exactly where you at. I, I get headaches and I have down moments and negative thoughts just like the rest of the world. I'm not some robotic optimist or inexperienced in what it feels like to be disappointed, to have heartbreak, setbacks, and pain. I'm a victim of childhood sexual rape and abuse. My oldest child committed suicide in 2007, devastated me. It took me two years to re-engage with the world after that. I've been beaten by my significant other and put in the hospital. I bought my dream home and lost it to foreclosure. I've been homeless. I lived in my car for eight months because I had nowhere else to go. But through all those experiences in my life, I learned this. The sooner I can shift into positive action, the better off things become and the sooner I begin to get better and back into positive action. So the important thing I want to point out is the science of yes. It's not just about dealing with the obstacles and challenges that life offers. It's also about fulfilling on the incredible opportunities that show up for you when you're open to receive. So maybe you were thinking about going back to school, or maybe you're thinking about learning to play the piano or hang gliding or traveling to Europe or other countries. I just recently took on a, a class where I could learn ALS, which is the sign languaging that you do with deaf people. I don't know why I don't have anyone deaf in my life, but I've always wanted to learn to talk in ALS, and so I'm learning that now. It's just something I've always wanted to do. 
Maybe you have a book to write. Maybe you have a business to start. The science of yes will have you approach each opportunity in a powerful, positive mindset that has you actually be so excited about life. You're like a kid in a candy store where everything costs a quarter and you have four quarters. Have you ever wondered what blocks that thing in your life that keeps you from achieving your goals and manifesting your dreams? What causes your self-doubt, the procrastination, the avoiding doing money-making tasks, forcing or trying to control outcomes, feeling defeated when it doesn't happen in the time frame you expected, limiting beliefs about money and what it means to be rich or wealthy, tying your self-worth to how much you work, not investing in yourself or in mentors or trying to figure it all out on your own, what causes your shame and your guilt, whatever that underlying upset is that you're constantly, you know, maintaining, exactly why do these self-sabotaging behaviors come up? Where are these negative emotions coming from? Why do you keep having to deal with them? Well, I'm going to suggest that you're triggered from some unhealed inner child wound, that sometime in your childhood, you didn't feel safe, you didn't feel worthy, you weren't present to love. And unhealed traumas are stored in your body. Because we mostly avoid feeling uncomfortable at all costs as human beings, we're always trying to get rid of awkward, uncomfortable, or unwelcome feelings. And so we don't fully process them all the time. We shove them down. We try to cover them up. We try to bury them. And if they're unhealed, that means they're festering. And you end up self-sabotaging yourself every time. When you start to go towards what you want, your dream, your vision, that unhealed trauma triggers and it self-sabotages you every time. And you might think somehow, some way you don't deserve because that happens. Now, the traumas that I'm talking about can be anything from being, you know, left at home, your parents got divorced and you got left with the one parent you didn't want to be with. You witnessed your parents struggle with money and um, listened to the arguments they they had and how they told you that you couldn't have this because we couldn't afford it. Or maybe you were bullied or shamed or embarrassed at home. Maybe something you did, they made it seem like you were stupid, you were ugly, you were this, you were that. All of these circumstances when you're young, they create for yourself limiting beliefs and many traumas that you're still carrying in your life right now, that you're an adult, you're way past all that stuff, but you operate from these subconscious mini traumas. And your programming on a subconscious level is to pull you away from, from power, to pull you away from what your dreams tell you you can have. And they remain unhealed. So the science of yes gives you access to heal those subconscious wounds. Because the reality is they're old. Shake your fist and yell yes in front of them. Stomp your feet or take on what I call your power stance, which could be if you saw Wonder Woman, you see how she crosses her arms in front of her chest and clacks her wrist guards together. I call that the Wonder Woman power stance. And you can actually take that on. Anytime you're present to this this undermining subconscious feeling that you don't deserve, you're not worthy, you can't have, take on your power stance. Clack those wrist guards together and say yes out loud. Let people look at you like you're crazy. 
I don't care. I just want you to heal. Or there's the Superman stance, you know, that where you stand with your arms akimbo and your legs slightly apart and you, and you act like your cape is, is flapping in the wind and you can almost, you know, feel your chin as you, you know, tilt it upwards. Your power stance is what I call it. This is what works is when you're in the presence of this inner child that has been abused, that has been hurt, that's been told that they can't have, that they, they can't do, that they aren't enough, that your power pose in the face of that inner child is, is how you help heal it. Practice it. Try it on before you argue that it won't work. Try it on. You don't have to be in, in the bathroom looking in the mirror. You can be anywhere. You can be in your bed lying horizontal and take on your power pose. Take on something that in the face of this like inner, you know what I'm talking about. There's this feeling that you're not enough. There's this feeling that there's something wrong. You're damaged goods. Something about you has you think, has you listen for what you can't have, what you can't do, what somebody told you long time ago was the problem with you. And you can say in the face of that subconscious inner voice, yes, I can have those things. Sit down, be quiet. I love you. Go away. Every day say yes. Now, um, I'm going to read you an excerpt from my book, but before I do, I just want to make sure that there isn't anything that anybody wants to say about anything that I've said. I've said quite enough to where you can see where I'm headed with this, and I'm here every week, by the way. So is there anybody that wants to say anything? Feel free to take yourself off mute, comment on what I just said. In the meantime, I'm going to pull up my book, and I'm going to read you a couple paragraphs. Good evening. Good evening, Anna. Yes. Um, I love, this is my second time listening to your discussion, so I just love everything you're saying. Um, I recently have been offered an opportunity to make a career shift, and um, I think that I kind of self-sabotaged, like you said, and I don't think the opportunity is gone, but it made me feel like here I go again, opening my big mouth, and I have a tendency to offend people. Um, I don't know if it's the tone of my voice. I don't know if, you know, I, I do have a critical nature, but the person who was supposed to train me for this new shift got really offended, and I felt so bad, and I, you know, reached out to my mentor to figure out how to smooth it over. But something in me said, don't take that as a no, but to continue to explore this field. Um, and it's in technology. And I kind of am glad that you said what you said, because I did feel like insecurities, am I good enough? Do I deserve to be in this field? But it's a really lucrative field, and I believe I can do well in it. Um, so I really appreciate the self-sabotage comment, because if you didn't say it, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what's there for a lot of people, Anna. I can tell you that I experience it, too. When you're younger, people say things, and you take it to heart, and you believe it. And even though it happened when you were very young, you could, you could be in your 20s, you could be in your 30s, 40s, living your life inside the decision that was made when somebody said something to you when you were six. And that's what's running the show. And if it's unhealed, because that's the problem, most of us carry it for, the, for our entire life. And it's unhealed. It's just festering there like wounds will do if you don't put any, you know, um, 
ointment on it to heal it and make it get better. It doesn't get better. It just festers. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Anything else for anyone else? I was just going to say how much I've enjoyed um, your little tidbits and stuff. And with just the power of saying yes and speaking positive, because I know sometimes I speak the negative. I don't want this or something like that. Your example of going into the restaurant was just eye-opening to me because, no, I would never do that in a restaurant. And I've heard it explained before, but I've never heard such a clear example of why you shouldn't say those things. And I think it was just a big aha moment for me. I know kind of like Anna, I would say, go for it. I had the opportunity to um, write a chapter in a book and it's funny because it's called, yes, I can. (laughs) Yeah. Which was appealing to me for this. And I almost backed out after, you know, I paid the money and everything. And I almost backed out because of the fear and, and the self, you know, sabotaging, but I kind of did your steps. I wrote down, I said, no, I want to be an author. And then I started writing and the story came out and I was able to, you know, to do that and and then to share my story. And it was such a powerful thing of getting what you want by starting the action and just kind of believing it. So I really appreciate this. It's really great. I'm glad you brought that up because um, the thing about uh, kind of believing it, That's the critical part because that subconscious voice that kind of tries to detract you will, they will win the day if you don't push against it with, and that's the piece that's missing from the secret is your belief is critical. Even if you don't believe, fake it till you make it because your belief is what fuels the actions. You have to know that you can have this thing. You have to operate like it's a done deal. You have to give yourself permission to want that thing and know you can have it. And most people try so hard to protect their heart from being hurt. So they try to keep this kind of back door in case it doesn't turn out, they can run out quickly and nobody has to know they tried. So here's what you want to know about that back door Lock it and throw away the key. There can only be power in choice. And whatever happens, it's perfect. There are times we want something badly and God has another plan. And he makes himself very clear if you're open to receive his messages. I wanted you to know that you can be on a bus and hear a bird sing and it's God trying to tell you something. If you're open to receive, you'll know what there is to do every time. But most people are numb to their to their power voice. They are so used to listening to their negative voice. So it's really great that you said that. And all the things that you did were absolutely the steps in the science of yes. You took it on and you didn't even have it distinguished. You sat down. You said, this shall be. I'm going to be an author. And you started to write. And sometimes I'm going to tell you the truth. You don't feel like it. I'm going to tell you something. I have a client who's an Olympic athlete. An Olympic athlete, if you ask them, if you have the opportunity to talk to one, 
they train and they exercise daily. And they don't always want to. You think that they're magical or they're perfect or they're great and disciplined and you're not? They're just as much a knucklehead as you are. They get up because they're committed to something. They go running, rain or shine, snow or sleet, because they're committed to something. And their commitment is stronger than their feelings. So they run. And they jump. And they exercise. And they do whatever it takes so that they can be the best so they carry the day when they go to the Olympics. And it's the same thing. Sometimes you're going to have to do what you don't want to do. Not because, you know, it's the wrong thing to do. It's what there is to do, but you don't feel like it. You can honor your feelings or you can honor your commitment. And the secret in life is that your feelings are great. Everything's great with feelings, but it's your commitment that will give you access to your dreams. It's what you're committed to. So um, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from my book, Say Yes. And um, it's about energy. Life is energy, I believe. There's a quote I love, which I always believed was from Albert Einstein. And I've used this quote in my coaching practice for years. I've since learned this quote is not from Einstein. The quote apparently originated with a man named Bahar. The quote, everything is energy. And that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Well, you know, that quote is still one of my favorite quotes. However, the reason I especially liked it and used it with my clients is that I believed it was Albert Einstein who said it. And there are people I admire in life, ordinary men and women who do extraordinary things. Albert Einstein is one of those people I admire big time. I admire him, and I consider him to be one of the greatest scientific minds that ever lived. Having a quote that showed that he had awareness of, shall we say, woo-woo concepts and spirituality and respected the laws of the spiritual universe was exciting for me. However, guess what? I learned that Einstein said something just as profound. He said, everyone who is seriously involved in the pursuit of science becomes convinced that a spirit is manifest in the laws of the universe, a spirit vastly superior to that of man. Now, that quote came from Albert Einstein. I mean, talk about respect. Einstein is pointing to this energy and saying it is vastly superior to that of man. He is acknowledging that man, with all our thoughts and intentions, needs to recognize there is something more powerful to deal with permeating the universe, and we need to acknowledge and respect it. So with the correct mindset, a healthy dose of the right attitude, and a powerful connection to the appropriate actions, the ordinary purpose, person will accomplish extraordinary results by tapping into that formidable spirit that manages the universe. Think of the force from Star Wars. You can create tangible actions on your commitments around your passion and your dreams resonating with this powerful energy that flows throughout our lives. Therefore, a valuable part of what I provide are practices and habits that you can take on, which are proven effective coaching concepts, tools, and principles that help give people 
excellent things to think about and create structures to take actions on. Find what works and then put that learning into everyday practice. Booyah, the science of yes. Now I encourage you to give up what you think you know and be open to receive. You may challenge your thought processes, especially when you want to hold on to negative conversations. If you're coachable, this book is a powerful tool for you to be everything you always dreamed and hoped for but never thought you could have. It works. It will work for you as it did for me. Say yes. So that's an excerpt from uh, the chapter in my book that talks about energy in life. Yeah, and I just wanted to open up the room to see if there's anything you see in what I did. I think that was beautiful and inspiring. And I definitely find that the, the, the scientific laws, as above, so below, as within, so without, mm. all those things definitely show up in my life if I just just acknowledge them and, like you said, respect them. And um, for me, I really want to make a shift for I'm a single mom for my daughter and I, and I'm not doing bad, but I definitely didn't see my life this way, just doing everything alone and being in cold climate and, um, you know, kind of like a quote unquote struggle. And I don't know how I got here, to be honest. And I'm definitely taking every step to redirect and find a shift so that we can live a more fulfilling day-to-day lifestyle. But um, that there's something energetically that I'm trying to pinpoint that might be off. Or maybe I just need to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you what I can hear um, is that there's something you need to distinguish for yourself about how you want to live your life. I kind of tease people because I'm a big, you know, um, gamer. I play video games like kids do. And I'm, I'm like known for it. I'm actually known for it. And um, I tell people all the time, I haven't grown up yet. When I grow up, I'll, I'll deal with that other stuff. You know, so you have to decide who you are in life. In a way, um, just because you're where you are right now, it doesn't mean you can't still go for your dream. If you had a dream or a vision when you were a little girl, you wanted to be an astronaut or you wanted to be a doctor or you wanted to be this, that, or the other, and it still lights your heart up, you can go for it. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how what you're up to. I mean, I had a friend once that wanted to be a model. She was in her late 30s, about to turn to 40, and she had always wanted to be a model, and she got inspired and um, took it on, and she signed up with an agency that specialized in older models because they need those too. They need heavy set models. They need all kinds of models, and and two years, within two years, she was making a living as a model, and she was about to turn 40. And it wasn't about um, being a supermodel on the runway in Paris. It was about making a living, people taking pictures of her and the makeup and the hair and the, and the clothes. That was, what she, that was her dream. And she was married and had two kids, and she became a model. And that's what's available, anything. Your dreams are available. There's a very specific formula to take on, and you have to operate inside that formula. And why I said the little piece there about your you know, self-sabotage and that inner voice, that's the biggest deal more than anything else is what you do to yourself. 
not what anybody else does or whatever obstacles are out there that are physical obstacles. Like you mentioned it's cold, and I don't know if you're in Texas or you just live in a cold state. You know, there are physical things that take place that are obstacles. Like in Texas, there there have power outages and people don't have water, and there's there's some very real physical things that need to be dealt with. But as long as you're willing to generate powerfully, this shall be, I'm a yes, this is not going to stop me. Pound your chest like a freaking ape, you know, stand in your power pose. I'm taking this on. We were designed to have anything we want. That's the design of life. There are obstacles there, but those obstacles are not going to stop you. That's the promise. Any obstacle that shows up in your life, it wasn't designed to stop you. It was designed, it was thrown in front of you specifically for a reason. There's something you need to deal with that that obstacle was designed to help you deal with so that you could grow and be able to own and be accountable for this place you're going. So in other words, it's kind of like this. You tell the universe, I want to be a model. And the universe says, okay, stop eating banana splits. The universe will always put an obstacle that has you grow to put you towards your goal every single time. So if it's coming up and you're on your path, there's a reason it's coming up. Deal with it. You'll grow. You know the story about the butterfly, right? No. Okay, so there's a very um, profound story about a little boy who found a butterfly that was, you know, butterflies come from caterpillars that cocoon themselves, and when they, you know, chew their way out of the cocoon, they spread their wings and they're a beautiful butterfly. He saw a caterpillar struggling to get out of a cocoon, and it was having a tough time, so he wanted to help. So he took a little knife and he cut a little thin line and opened up the cocoon so the butterfly could come out. The butterfly came out, but it spent the rest of its life crippled. You know why? Because the struggle of tearing its way out of the cocoon helps it strengthen its wings. So when it comes out of the cocoon, it spreads its wings and then it can fly. What the little boy did was he crippled the butterfly by letting it out of the cocoon without it struggling to strengthen its wings. So its wings were weak and, you know, defeated, and he couldn't fly, and that's the lesson. There's a reason obstacles are put in front of you, not to stop you. They're never designed to stop you. I don't care how bad they You know, I don't care how horrible they look. There's something there for you to see. See it, deal with it, and move on to your dream. Every time you'll, you'll manage yourself, every time. I give you my word. There's a reason it's there. Manage it and move on. It's not there to stop you. It's never there to stop you. And that's pretty much all. My, my, my podcast is coming to an end. So that's why the lady is counting down. I'm actually on my podcast right now. I've got 30 seconds and then that will end. So anything else before we complete tonight? Thank you, by the way, for being here. It's really great to have such, you know, connected people here. Ashley, thank you for being here. Vandy and Anna. Thank you so much. This was beautiful. 
was uh, resonated and I went and um, bought your uh, your book and uh, cheers to your best sellers because it's coming. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Anything else for anybody else before we end? Just thank you, and I look forward to getting your book.